Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. Well, welcome to His Way. It's so great to see you tonight. If it's your first time, just relax. Nothing weird is going to (laughs) happen. It really depends on your definition of weird. It really does, yeah. No, we're not going to do anything to scare you. So relax, and, and while you're relaxing, get really um, tense because we're desperate. <laughs> oh, you know what? I am not the most spirit-filled person in this room. I'm sure some of you are, are more spirit-filled, wiser than me. I don't know everything, but I got to tell you, I'm the most desperate. (laughs) I really am. I am the most desperate for a move of God. I am the most desperate. And if you want to go one-to-one, toe-to-toe, what is it? Give me a cliche. Toe-to-toe? Toe-to-toe? Okay. If you want to arm wrestle or something for being the most desperate in the room, I'm going to win because I need God. I need a fresh encounter. I had an encounter this morning. I need another one tonight. We need God. We are not embarrassed to say we are needy women. How many of you in the past, you were embarrassed to say that? You just didn't want to say I'm needy. Oh, me too. Come on. Let's get honest. Yeah, (laughs) most of us from at least once just didn't want to be needy. Yeah. But I need God, and you need God, and we want God. And so let's welcome him. Let's just, I encourage you to just lift, lift your hands, even if you just lift them a little bit. Lift your hands, and let's ask God to come and to move upon this season of his way. And let's dedicate this time to him. And let's tell him that we want to grow. We want to grow. We want him to clean us out. We want to grow. Father, here we are. Oh, Father, we're asking, come, Holy Spirit. Come fill this place with your love. Come fill this place with prosperity of soul. Oh, God, make the poor rich. Father, make the sick well. Oh, God, make those who have been limited in their minds by all kinds of infirmities and all kinds of issues and words that have been spoken on them. Oh, God, bring freedom to them. Father, may this be a great season of getting freedom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for giving your life so that we can live. Thank you, Father, that you, that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life starting right now. Life abundant. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Lord. You're good. Thanks, Lord. Praise God. Okay, good. Yay. Praise God. 
pure power. Pure power. <laughs> I love the songs that we sang tonight. I love the um, the glorious ruins. It's one. Of, it's been one of my favorite songs for several months. The Lord spoke something to me today, and I had forgotten about it until we sang that song tonight. The Lord told me, and Father, help me to say it accurately. He said, in the end, it is surrender to beauty that conquers. In the end, it is surrender to beauty that conquers. And so we were surrendering to beauty as we sang that song. In the end, it is surrender to beauty that conquers. Some of you want me to explain it a little bit more. Um, Maybe I should read out of my journal. Maybe we should pray. Okay, Lord, we're already off in a new direction. Okay, here's the deal. Father, I ask that you will minister so deeply to our hearts tonight. Father, that you will fill us with pure water of your word. Father, I ask that you will clean out the rubbish. Oh God, that you will clean out those things that defile, those things that pollute us. Lord, that you would set us free from the hindrances that limit us. Oh God, give us eyes to behold beauty and to see beauty in everything around us. Oh Lord. Thank you, Father, that this is what will bring revival to this land. As your women, as your families, as as your people eat honey, as we look at beauty, as we focus on your majesty and your goodness, and we believe it. And so, Father, I'm asking from the onset of Colossians, oh God, that these ten weeks will reform in us kingdom worldview, that we will become a colony of heaven, that each one of us individually will become a colony of heaven, and then collectively we will become a colony of heaven until this earth is a colony of heaven as you prepared and planned it to be in the beginning. Thank you, Father, for it is your will So your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord, we say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, it's good. So whenever I start having a problem, and I have lots of problems just like you, And I'll be feeling sad, and I'll start hearing myself say, I'm just sad. And then I'll feel like crying. So I've got to get alone with God and find out what in the world is wrong with me. In the world is the key phrase right there. 
And so it was September 4th. And this is what I wrote in my journal. I surrender to beauty. The eye is the lamp of the body. Darkness as well as beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So I said yesterday when I got in the car to go to the office, I turned on the radio accidentally. I thought I had a CD in my CD player. And I turned on, I turned it on. I thought I was going to hear Heidi Baker's Compelled by Love. And instead, I heard the Savage Nation. <laughs> and I do not listen to that radio show because it's very negative and it is destructive on the airways against our president and many others whom I pray for every day like you do. Repent quickly right there in your heart. <laughs> so I hit the radio, and I heard his voice, the savage, savage nation, say, he said, well, it has become obvious to everyone that things are far worse than we could have thought. And then I hit the radio hard. And it went off, and I just started praying. I started saying, oh, God, help that man to see beauty. Help him to stop propagating that things are worse than we think they are. And, oh, God, thank you so much that we get more from you in these days. So I heard that on the radio, and then I wrote, realizing that all the fear is in the air, heightened again by terrible global news, and then I read a book. I read a book. Tom and I were on vacation. And I read a book about a woman who was captured in um, the Middle East. And it was horribly sad. And it was supposed to be a book about forgiveness. And so I kept waiting for the good part, and it never came. Marcy, it was one of those books you throw across the room when you're done. <laughs> And so, basically, the book was the dark side. So, I heard the radio, I read the book, and then I got a call from a family member. And this family member told me he's having difficulty with his son. And he told me that there is a whole filthy, dirty subculture out there, and it's everywhere, capital letters. I mean, everywhere. And so I got that email. And then we were on vacation, and there were some people who were in alternative lifestyles in the swimming pool outside our, our room right in my view. And they were... So they were doing stuff with each other that they shouldn't have been doing, and there were kids in the pool. And I was really aggravated. And so I wrote, so I see the temptation. The Holy Spirit keeps me in the light as I surrender to beauty. The light, the beauty of Jesus, sweep me away into your truth. Your way is always light. Then I wrote, being washed with light now. And then I took my sword. And you might want this sword too. I use scripture all the time. I remind myself of scripture. I have to. So do you. 
unless we have the sword of the spirit in our hands throughout the day, throughout the night, we're sunk. We've got to have the scripture. So I took the scripture, Psalm 23, the last verse, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And then guess what happened? I was completely free, absolutely completely free and full of joy and light. <sighs> do not look at the news and do not listen to it unless God tells you to. Be careful what you look at. I bought three containers of water tonight. Did you already see them? I bought some Dixie cups in case any of you might like to come up and try them. Now, I need to let you know that <laughs> one of these containers of water will make you very sick because I went and I collected it out of a really dirty lake for you. And then, so you'll be sick immediately from that one. It will only take about 45 minutes. Because there are microorganisms in there. There are viruses and bacteria in that specific container. I bet you can tell which one it is. Is this it? It could be. Maybe. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Another one of those containers of water I dipped out of a hot tub. It is absolutely full of chlorine. If you were to drink that water, it would not necessarily make you sick in 45 minutes, but it will make you sick in the next few days. You'll just feel lousy. <laughs> Another one of these containers of water is purified water, some expensive spring water that I purchased. And if you drink that water, you will have your thirst quenched and you will enjoy it because it is good and it has minerals in it, Melanie. Yeah, it has minerals in it. So there are three containers of water here. And you will not necessarily know exactly which one is the one that you should drink from. Now, you are right. This is the one. I filtered this thing. I poured it through cheesecloth several times, and it still looked like that. You should have seen it before I poured it through the cheesecloth. But although it's just a tad yellow, it still has things swimming in it. I would have liked to have brought you a microscope tonight so that you could look at it and see all the little buggies swimming in it. <laughs> Why am I talking to you about water? I am talking to you about water because it's really important that things are pure, isn't it? It's very... Perfect cheer time. That was good. <laughs> it's really important 
It's really, really important. Purity is so important. Now, we're, we are studying the book of Colossians. Colossians only has four chapters. And we are going to stretch it into ten weeks. And then possibly still not be done. This book is so powerful. It's like dynamite. And this book is going to revolutionize and change your lives. I want to ask you to commit to the full 10 weeks. Now, I know that there are always things that come up. I know there are, there are, there are all kinds of, we could name a bunch of them, you know. But I want to ask you, as far as you, as, as much as you can, to commit to these next 10 weeks. I believe that God wants to do something for you. Something that in the secret place you've been asking for and longing for. And I believe that God can do it through this book. This book holds some of my very favorite verses in the whole world. Each week, Pastor Tamara will be reading to us out of a different translation. We'll hear verses from the Message Bible, from the New King James, from the Contemporary Version, possibly from a couple of others. So there will be plenty of scripture for you to hear and gain faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now our study is called Pure Power. And I want to encourage you that the way for you to have the power that you need and that you want, that you have seen others walk in, for the way for you to gain that power is through purity. So God's going to purify us. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, no, I have so much sin Well, I'm not talking about sin so much as I'm talking about philosophies and deception. You see, living on planet Earth, we accumulate all kinds of ideas and doctrines and thoughts that are not kingdom-minded or kingdom worldview. And so I believe that in these next few weeks that there will be things that God will show and specify to you And that he's going to clean you out until you are that vessel that has that purity that can receive the power. Now, I am a person who walks in great strength. God has given me so much strength. I'm often astonished by it. I just, I can't, I am amazed. I can't believe it. Um, it's, It's shocking to me how much strength I have how much energy I'm 61 years old and I can I can do anything (laughs) at least that's what I think yeah (laughs) but God has given me so much strength but I have not always been like this I know the difference when when the Holy Spirit of God when the power of God overshadowed me when the Lord came upon me when he baptized me with his Holy Spirit, I changed. I went from being a person who struggled and was fearful and tired and, 
and worried and upset a lot. I went from that person to being a person who was energized and joyful and on fire. It's been decades, and I've never gone back. Now, I, I found somebody who seemed to have more energy and power than even I do, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> this last summer, as I ministered with Heidi Baker in Mozambique, I was astonished by her, her ability and her strength and her power. We were, we had been ministering all day, and, and that night we went out to the bush, and we walked for miles. Tom and I walked for miles. Several of us walked for miles because our truck broke into the bush where we ministered to a village. Heidi was there right beside us ministering. And then that night we went back to our camp and slept in our tents, Heidi's tent was right there by our tent. In the morning, she got up and she taught the children from dawn until, I don't know, several hours. After she taught the children, she went in and taught the pastors. After she taught the pastors, she was dragging me to get in her car, and she said, come on, let's go, we got stuff to do. And I said, Heidi, I just want to go... There's, there was no shower. You dump bottles of water over your head. You have a bucket and a ladle. So I would fill my water bottles and dump them. So I said, I want a shower, which means dump water bottles over my head. I said, Heidi, I feel really grimy. I want a shower. She said, you don't need a shower. And there she is. She's looking fresh as a daisy. And I'm like don't you want a shower? And she said, no, we don't have time. And so we get in our car and we speed off to this women's conference after being up almost all night, after teaching children, and we, Tom and I were teaching pastors, and we speed off to the women's conference. And I'm thinking, I just, I... Anyway, so we got to the women's conference, and she went right in and went right up front and started teaching the women. And then there were several sessions with the women, and then we washed the women's feet. Now, you may think that there weren't very many women. There were hundreds of women there. By the way, just a side note. Heidi asked the women. She said, how many of you have to hike three or more hours every day just to get water for your family. And three-fourths of the hands went up. Wow. Humbling. So we ministered to the women, and then I got wrecked. I was laying on the floor, and I was crying because God just did such a great thing in me as I was washing one of the African women's feet. And so I was wrecked. I was laying on the floor. Her assistant came and got me and said, get up. I said, no. <laughs> she said, get up. Heidi needs you to go. You guys need to go. And I said, where are we going? And she said, well, you're going to go see a house she's getting built for some of her staff. 
and pray over the house. And then after you get finished at the house, then she's got other plans. So we got in the car and we went and we saw the house that she was building. And then we saw three more. And then we went to a restaurant and met our husbands for dinner. And then we had a prayer meeting. And then we went back to our little place where we were staying on base. And we slept for a little bit. And in the morning when I got up and got to the church, they have a church on base, there she was up front teaching. And I'm like, wow. I don't think I've ever felt so happy or fulfilled in my life as when we were on that pace and we were ministering for God every minute and seeing blind eyes open. People saved and redeemed and healed. This is what we were meant to do. God wants us healthy and strong and full of pure power so that we can do the things that he has given us to do. You want to, but you need the strength and you need the power. You need the healthy body so that you can do these things that God has called you to do in your own sphere of influence. You've got to drink pure water. I brought Dixie cups, but I'm not going to make you come up and drink the water. But we've got to drink pure water. We've got to focus on beauty. We've got to eat honey, the word. And we've got to keep ourselves in the light. It's crucial in these days with darkness swirling around us and fear tangible. It's time, women of God, to taste the pure water of God and see and know that he is good and walk in the strength and power that he brings. So Colossae. The Colossians lived in a little town called Colossae. That's why they're called Colossians. Colossi, I kind of like that, Colossi. They lived in a little town of Colossi. They had a home church. They were struggling. They were having a hard time. They were struggling with superstitions. Many of them had problems because of the way they had been taught and raised in the culture they lived in. So Paul wrote this amazing letter to these people at Colossi who lived in a place very similar to us. Now, I brought you some pictures because I've been out there at the ruins in Turkey. Colossi was in Turkey, and so I brought you three slides, and let's see what comes up from first. Okay, these are the ruins of one of the churches there in Turkey. That's me. This is my husband, and I wanted you to see the countryside. So that's part of what it looked like where are the book of Colossians, the setting. Isn't it pretty? Oh, and this. <laughs> this is the marketplace. This is one of the marketplaces there in Turkey close to where the 
the Church of Colossae might have been. And actually, next week, I'm going to be talking to you about what qualifies us to not be fake. If you want to take your outline, <laughs> the top of it, it says pure power. What title do you have on there? I changed it several times. Does it say clear water? It does. Okay. Clear water. <laughs> right below that, right below the title, gave you a scripture from Proverbs. The wise prevail through great power. Those who have knowledge muster their strength. Part of what will happen to you in these next 10 weeks is you will gain knowledge that will cause you to muster your strength. You want to be strong without working out? <laughs> Number one, have you ever wished that you could get work done quicker and enjoy free time longer? Well, here's the formula. Every week I want to give you a little bit of physics because you've been begging for physics. Here it is. In physics, power is the rate of doing work. It is equivalent to an amount of energy consumed per unit time. And there's the equation. Is there anyone in the room who cares? <laughs> okay. Okay, here's the equation. Power equals work over time. And let me explain it to you. I've given you an example right below it that will make it understandable. The same amount of work is done when carrying a load up a flight of a stairs, whether the person is carrying it, whether the person carrying it walks or runs. But more power is needed for running because the work is done in a shorter amount of time. Does that make sense? Okay. So, for example... <laughs> Burning two pounds of coal releases much more energy than does detonating two pounds of TNT. But because the TNT reaction releases energy much more quickly, it delivers far more power than the coal. So we need power and strength so that we can run up the stairs instead of walking up with the load because it will release more energy and be more dynamic and give you more free time. <laughs> okay, I have something else for the equation here, okay? You see the equation, it says P equals W over T. It also stands for, W stands for water and T stands for Tom. You were writing notes, and now you're what? Okay, here's the deal. We were in Hawaii a week ago yesterday, swimming in the ocean in the morning. My husband, Tom, weighs almost exactly twice as much as me. But when we are in the water, I can pick up Tom. And so water over Tom equals Linda's power. <laughs> but do you know how I feel when I do stuff like that? I picked up Tom in the ocean. I just felt so powerful. And I carried him around a little bit. 
And I just felt like, wow, this is how life should be. (laughs) Because he can carry me and I want to carry him. And he's thrown me over his shoulder at times when I didn't want to. And I want to throw him over my shoulder when he doesn't want to. It's like, some of you have heard me say this before. It's like when you're at the airport and you get on one of those walkways that's moving. I always jog on them. Because when you jog on those things, you are flying. That's how life is supposed to be. You're supposed to feel like that. You're supposed to feel weightless and powerful. And I think Colossians is going to do some of that for you. (laughs) Number two, a wise woman like you once asked the question, how, how do I do a difficult task? And the answer is the same for us. And the scripture is right below it. It was Mary. And she said to the angel, how? And the angel answered and said to her, The power of the highest will overshadow you. For with God, nothing will be impossible. (laughs) Mary was a person just like us. Number three. We need long drinks of the clean and clear water of Jesus as found in Colossians and will be strengthened. How do you know when the water is pure? So many of us have things that we need to unlearn. I would say all of us do. I still do. How do we know what we need to unlearn? What we need to get out of our system? How do we know? It's the same as the water up here. Taste. We can tell by taste. We can tell by knowledge of the origin For example, you have knowledge that this one right here came out of a dirty lake. It was Red Hawk Lake. Yeah, that lake is pretty dirty. So if you know the origin of that water, you're not going to drink it. So find out the origin of the philosophies that you've been taught. You can also tell by how it affects you. If you read the word and you feel better, it's probably truth. If you feel joy, you feel peace, let peace rule your heart. So how do you know when the water is pure? You taste it, you have knowledge of the origin and how it affects you. Right below that is scripture from Colossians. You may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. I'd circle that word fully. Fully pleasing him. Being fruitful in every good work. Circle the word every. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might. Circle that word all. According to his glorious power. He's real. He's powerful. 
There's nothing more powerful than, than God. Two minutes. Number four. The people at Colossae were having trouble, problems remembering the truth. And, we are str- and we're struggling with superstitions. Now I want to talk to you quickly about superstitions. In the opening of the scripture in Coloss- Colossians, in my Bible, the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, the Jack Hayford Bible, the New King James Version. It says this, and I've, I've typed it for you below number four. It says there is no reason to fear. There's no reason to fear demonic spirit powers or to seek superstitiously for protection from them because Christ has neutralized their power at the cross. Wow. Now, when I was growing up, I had several superstitions, and I didn't even realize it until I started studying this, until I read that phrase, and I started asking Father, okay, Holy Spirit, start showing me my own superstitions. I, then I began to remember When I was a kid, I would sit in my front yard on the grass, and I would search for a four-leaf clover. I thought if I could find a four-leaf clover, then I would have luck. It's superstition. Where did that come from? Interesting origin. In fact, you should look up the origins of many of these things that I'm going to say. I also had, I had a little rabbit's foot. How many of you had a rabbit's foot? Okay, I had a rabbit's foot. Do you know why I had a rabbit's foot? Because they are supposedly good luck. I clipped it to my purse. I went to school with my rabbit's foot. I didn't even realize how superstitious I started asking my husband yesterday, I said, what were your family's superstitions? Because my, we, it's so, when you start thinking about it and trying to clean yourself out of superstitions that you didn't even realize you held, I realized that even now, we were with my dad just a few weeks ago up in Reading, and I said something about something great's going to happen. And my dad said, you better knock on wood. Because that would neutralize the effect of the devil hearing that we spoke something good. And my dad, he's this godly, amazing, incredible man. Whoa. Yeah, I asked the Lord to forgive me and wash it out of me. Um, how about if you break a mirror, you're going to have seven years of bad luck? Or a black cat walks across your path. Then you're going to have something bad happen to you. Or how about if you walk under a ladder? <laughs> yeah, defy that thing. <laughs> how about Friday the 13th? Do you know, in fact, I've given you the stat. This is crazy. Where is it? Okay, fill in number five, and then I'll give it to you, okay? Superstition is a belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance 
or a false conception of cause, a notion maintained despite evidence on the con- to the contrary. And do you see that last word? Idolatry. It's putting your trust in something besides God. So look at this. This is crazy. Look at the bullet point under number five. According to Otis Elevators, up to 85% of elevator panels emit the number 13. Is this ridiculous? I've been in so many, so many elevators that don't have a number 13. It doesn't matter what it says. If you get off on the 13th floor, it's still number 13. Isn't that crazy? Brilliant men and women, architects, they build these great big humongous buildings that are so beautiful and fabulous, and you look at them and you go, wow, look at that building. And then you get on the elevator and they've left off number 13 because they're superstitious. Do you know that nobody knows where that superstition came from? Nobody knows. It just popped in. My husband was born on Friday the 13th. He fixed it. (laughs) My husband has so much favor. We have talked for years. We've never gambled in our lives. But we've always said, okay, the building fund needs money. Take dad, huh, Tamara? <laughs> yeah. He, she just said it. He has the Midas touch. He just has so much favor. He was born on Friday the 13th. He couldn't care less. So I asked him, what are your family's superstitions? And he said, well, he couldn't really think of any, although I thought of one. Because I've heard his mom, your grandma, say, cross your fingers. That's a superstition. Cross your fingers. But then you argue, wait, it's about the cross. (laughs) No, it's not. So Tom told me this. He said, oh, I thought of one. I did have one. My husband was an athlete. He still is. And he played basketball and baseball and football and was the captain of the football team. And Anyway, okay, if they won a game, he wouldn't change his socks. (laughs) He told me that athletes, if they're on a winning streak, they, they won't shave because they think that somehow that's going to keep them winning. It's a superstition. Superstitious. What's yours? Step on a crack, you break your mother's back. (laughs) Find a penny, pick it up. All day long you have good luck. Lovely. (laughs) The Lord wants to clean us out. Lori, I want to hear. It's actually the term God bless you and sneezing. 
somebody sneezes, you say, God bless you. It has a great origin. It actually means the blood of Jesus over you. That's what that word means. Bless, blood of Jesus, cover you. And it's actually a blessing like healing. Oh, if you sneeze, there's something bad in the room. Or if you sneeze, you blow the demons out. Wowee. Do you have one hope? Say it fast. What is it? Spilling, Spilling salt. That actually has a biblical origin. There are several superstitions that do have biblical origins, so go find out. I've given you some more um, just so interesting facts. And Number six, it is time to overpower superstitions that limit us. Now this, number six, the answer to that is birthed out of what I wrote above it. It's about a phobia. Some people have such extreme phobia of the number 13 that they actually get sick to their stomachs and have difficulty breathing. You know what? We all need to be cleared out of things that have limited us. Okay, fill in quickly. Tamara, come to the piano. Prayer team, get ready. Number seven, the book of Colossians will empower us to say and do, I can be a good mom. I can be a loving wife. I can overcome debt. I can whoop this disease because God's power is working in me. And bottom line, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the woman who trusts in him. Okay, women of God, we are rolling up our sleeves. We're going to drink the pure water of the word. I want to see you this season. Those of you who have never done your questions on the back of your outline, would you just even now, would you tell God, Lord, as you help me, as you help me, I will do the questions. Lord, as you help me, I'll do it. Holy Spirit, help me. And when you ask God, oh God, as you help me, I will be here. I will be at his way. I will grow. I set my face and my determination to grow through this season. The time is going to go by anyway. We might as well set our faces and grow. And I will see you next week. Let me pray. Father, give them dreams and visions from you. Oh, God, inspire them. Keep them healthy. Oh, Lord, bring bring the women of his way into a season that is brand new, fresh. Oh, God, and I thank you that you are. In the name of Jesus, amen.